For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. All right, five minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Ben Kirchival, com momentarily. Randy Peterson, Des Moines Register, in about 15 minutes. If you have Dave Wanstead on your bingo card as being this year's Sir Yacht, uh, you can move to the front of the class. This is Dave Wanstead on 670 The Score sometime this morning. I'll just read this very quickly. I was, uh, I was in Fox meetings in Phoenix a week ago and we were talking a lot of, to, uh, talking to a lot of Big Ten people. They were all there. It sounds like the Big 12, well, we know Oklahoma and Texas are headed to the SEC. It sounds like Oklahoma State and K-State are going to the Pac-12. That's done. It sounds like West Virginia is going to end up in the ACC. That would make sense with Virginia. Then it sounds like Iowa State and Kansas, they're the two schools that will join the Big Ten. There are a few schools, Texas Tech, TCU, and Baylor. No one knows where they're going to go. That's Dave Wanstead He's got morning. it figured out. Apparently so. We'll see. Sir Yacht had it figured out. We made fun of him. Here's uh, Ben Kirchival, CBSSports.com. He covers college football. Uh, he's a busy guy. Uh, the Alliance is going to be a, a Zoom meeting at, at 1 o'clock Central Time with the three commissioners. Uh, ben, thanks for finding a few minutes for us. Trent and Ken, know you're busy. How are you? What do you make of all of this, this alliance uh, that is about to be unveiled here in less than two hours, Ben? We have a team meeting scheduled for like the exact same time. Oh, we're gonna have <laughs> we're gonna have to move this thing around, man. Um, oh man, I don't know that I'm. I don't feel like we're gonna get a lot of specifics out of this. I this is a, a big result of you have three fairly new commissioners in big situations. The SEC just made like a banger move. You can't do nothing. But, like, what are you going to react to and then wholesale change with, like, 40 member institutions in, like, two weeks' time, right? Like, are you really going to be able to turn something around very specific at that point? Probably not. It's probably going to be, you know, very grand, vague gestures about governance and stuff like that. But I'm not expecting a lot out of this. I'm really not. Scheduling a voting block, those types of things, but overall – not a whole yeah. lot of meat to it overall. Ultimately, of course, we know you're based down in Texas and have been for a long time. You keep a close eye on the Big 12. What does it mean for the remaining eight schools? Those eight schools, as they look around, Wanstead thinks most of them have a home. Your thoughts on the remaining eight? Uh, okay. First of all, this is what I hate about. I, I hate this. I know that this is a, a, a good like radio fodder thing. This this whole realignment stuff takes on a life of its own, and a lot of it's just nonsense. It's nonsense. And I'm not saying that, that – I don't know, man. I don't know the stuff with Dave Wanstead. He might be right. Who knows? But I just – all this stuff gets thrown around, and I don't think that's the play. I don't think the play is to get bigger. I think the play is to consolidate power. I'm with you. I think that's exactly so if right. It's to consolidate, if it's to consolidate power – why are we just willy-nilly anybody going to these conferences? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. If West Virginia wanted to be in the ACC and the ACC wanted them, guess where they'd be, guys? Mm-hmm. They'd be in the ACC. Yep. And they're not. 
So it's just, that's the stuff where it's just, you know, how big are we going to get with this? I don't think it's actually going to go that much more because I don't think the people in charge want it to be that big. I see it, Ben, and Ben Kirchival from CBSSports.com. As much as anything, I see these three conferences coming together, a strengthened numbers situation. They fear, perhaps, if, if it's true that ESPN has been trying to poach schools, uh, that they were behind this move with Oklahoma and Texas. I see these three conferences balancing the scales of power in college football. ESPN and the SEC, you're on one team. These three conferences make up another team. Let's negotiate college football playoff forward, going forward, TV contracts, etc. I think that it's power versus power, and it's taking uh, some of that away from the SEC and the ESPN. Well, I'll tell you, ACC is wholly owned by ESPN. Yep. So, wonder where, you know, where where is that allegiance lie? I don't know, man. I just, this is, uh, you know, realignment's not new. I mean, it, it happens all the time, and it's happened for a long time. These circumstances are different. It's a different type of play, and I'm not trying to, like, clutch my, my pearls here, but... I think you go back to the previous commissioners, the guys who sold their soul to ESPN and to media rights companies mm-hmm. to, to have these games broadcast and make all the money in the world, and all it's done is made everyone paranoid as hell, yep. and it sucks. Yep. There's no trust. How can there be? Right. Right. Not a positive development. So, Ben, take us uh, for you. This is hanging out there. We know it gets clicks. We know people are interested in it. You're getting ready for a season, and what feels like, at least on the surface, a chance to be a normal season after we went through in 2020. What's it been like getting ready for the season? And you say you don't like it. There's parts of it certainly we don't like either. As it pertains to actually what we're going to see on the field, do you feel like you're behind going into the season? Uh, well, first of all, the last thing anyone ever wanted to hear was a sports writer talking about its process. Uh, that's, <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever wanted to hear that, but I just, you know, th- as far as this season coming up, um, certainly you hope it's, it's more like what you had in 2019. I still think you're going to see some hiccups. The, the vaccination policy, LSU just released a statement a bit ago that, you know, they're going to have fans either got to, be vaccinated or you know partially vaccinated or you know you're you have a negative test policy wise guys now that pfizer has fda approval it's changing mm-hmm. i mean it, it is going to be you you got to get those numbers up because that is how this thing goes off and you're still going to encounter some hiccups but i think you're seeing with this delta variant this is not over and everyone needs to get their house in order I mean, that is how this is going to work. Yeah, and especially now with the uh, the forfeits um, and, and potentially, yeah. was it the SEC? Financial. That's just it. Yeah. The SEC network yeah. says that they're, they're not necessarily going to write these checks uh, if these games can't be shown on TV. So that's, a blo- that's more incentive to get everybody in line. Yeah, it, it really is. And that's... I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think about how I can phrase this delicately. The, the, the time of... People talk about choice. It, with this vaccine the whole time. And yes, you, you have a choice unless there's a mandate. Like, I understand there is a choice in all of this, but there really isn't. There's one way through this. And policy-wise, you have to go with the way that gets you through it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the way this thing plays out. Mm-hmm. 
No, I don't disagree. I mean, look what the Saints did last night, right? They 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 <laughs> set up and and they're they're not going to be the only one that does this. I mean, college football is a powerful powerful tool, and if it's being uh, being used, I think for the good. Some people would disagree with me, but my stance is it's for the good of uh, getting this thing under control. Then so be it. So let's talk about what we're where we're headed in this thing. Realignment aside, do you have? Is there a dark horse team in the back of your mind? I mean, uh, not named Oklahoma, not named Ohio State, Clemson, or Alabama. Who, who's the most likely to, you know, to break up that four-team party that seemingly, you know, most years you might be able to change out one of those pieces? Who's, who's your team that's going to come out of the pack this year and knock off one of those heavy heads? Ooh. Tough question because, you know what, there's not a lot out there. Mm-hmm. And the ones that can are not, like, real trendy picks. Like, if I told you, like, Oregon or USC, you'd be like, those are the two best teams in the Pac-12. <laughs> like, how could you, you know, and they're big brands. Like, how, how would they be some kind of dark horse? So, but it's fair because the it, Pac-12 never gets to play in this thing for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. I, I think if there's just a team to keep an eye on who really could do it is – is Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And we talk so much about, you know, whether the group of five really has a chance in this thing. And I think even though we're not at this 12 team playoff yet, public opinion has really shifted more towards like, okay, what, why are we never giving these teams a chance ever, mm-hmm. ever? And you know what Cincinnati does this year? One, yes. they start highly ranked mm-hmm. Two, they, so they already have a little bit of backing Two, they get Indiana and Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. They get two big, games to prove it and if you get if you go through that season undefeated we know the AAC is certainly not a bad conference it's not a pushover and if you go undefeated and you're going to tell me that you can't move up like four spots (laughs) between now and like the end of the year if you do all of that so I, I, I really think I don't know that they would win the semifinal but I think at that point you'd go like damn man how much more they got to do? Right, got to give them a shot. Well, and you're right because uh, Notre Dame is what nine, mm-hmm. and, and Indiana's right below Iowa at seventeen or Something sixteen. Like that, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. this would be the year, and like you say, I mean, the AAC is there's some good football teams in that conference. Now, there are other than Cincinnati. Yeah. I don't think there's a top twenty-five preseason. But Ben, to your point, I think if there's ever going to be a year for the Bearcats, and they were so close last year, and they played in the Peach Bowl and gave Georgia everything they 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 possibly could, this might be the year. I, look, it's just you've got the team. You have the window. Mm-hmm. This is your window. It's as it's as wide as it's going to get until there's a twelve-team playoff. This is. This is your shot. This is kind of like UCF a few years ago. Like, you get, you know, Houston every once in a while. Like, it's just, you get a window where you could make a run, and this is your window. This is it. Window's there for Iowa State. If it's not Oklahoma or Iowa State, though, bringing home the Big 12 crown, and let's take Texas out because we know they got a ton of talent. That next tier of team, who do you like most out of the West Virginia TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, that group of teams, if it's not one of the top three, who is your choice in the Big 12? Yeah, Oklahoma State mm. with a bullet. I mean, uh, no pun intended, but like it's just uh, they their defense is back. Yeah. That was a good defense last year. It was a salty group. And they lose Talon Walls, they lose Chuba Hubbard. I'm really not concerned about losing Hubbard. I, I think last year proved... He wasn't good they last got, year, yep. Yeah, I mean, they and they had... 
they had guys in the chamber ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, they had like three dudes had breakout games. So they've got depth at that position. Offensive line needs to be a little bit better. Um, Tylen Wallace is going to be, t- I think, the hardest part to replace. But that's just kind of relying on Gundy to have a thousand-yard dude sort of lined up, ready to go. He has very good history with that. So some of that is you're just banking on certain things to happen. But Spencer Sanders, you know, makes some mistakes, but he's got mobility. You know, he he can get you some stuff that uh, you know Shane Illingworth can't get you. You get Oklahoma at home this year, mm-hmm. given the tensions of everything that's oh, happened. My. You know, I mean, it's just. I, I think it's possible. Yeah. You know, they got a, a sneaky good road or a non-conference game, and it's on the road. They go to Boise State in week three this year, which is juicy. Yeah. Hey, Ben, listen, we're out of time, man. I know you're busy, too. Thanks for giving us a few minutes, being as flexible uh, as you are. We certainly appreciate it, Ben. We'll talk to you in the weeks ahead. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Ben Kirchival, CBSSports.com. That's a pretty good game, right, Cowboys? Yes, it is. Boise State. Uh, looking at the CBS Sports Big 12, they put it 1 through 10. Every one of their seven colleagues on the CBS Sports college football. Team. 1 through 10 as to who, okay, yeah. In the Big 12, everybody had Oklahoma 1. Right. Everybody had Iowa State 2. Did they really? Wow. Everybody had Kansas 10, and then you fill in the gaps from yeah. there. Surprised nobody else, another appearance. No, no All Texas. No, Texas. TCU's getting a lot of love. That's West who I Virginia, like. some folks. Brandy uh, Peterson next. We will get to him on the other side of this. Going to be a couple of minutes late for Petey, but we have him coming up next. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Local farmers markets are back in 2021 in your community. The Johnson Farmers Market features 50 vendors selling produce, flowers, baked goods, and crafts. Hundreds of people attend the market weekly to enjoy live music, barbecue, and local shopping. Open Tuesdays from 3.30 until 6.30 at the Simpson Barn, 6169 North Glen Drive in Johnston. This Farmer's Market PSA is brought to you by NCMIC and iHeartMedia. Your side. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. Amazing event. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on... Welcome back, Miller and Condon. We're on 1460. KXNO on the AM dial, 106.3 FM. We take you up until noon. Our final guest of the morning, our friend Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register. He covers Iowa State, and he joins us. Randy, Trent, and Ken, thanks for finding time for us. Uh, How are you, my friend? (laughs) I'm just talking to Trent. I'm good. We'll probably have better conversation off-air than on-air. Yeah, Um, it's crazy. (laughs) 
the way it always happens. I'm good. How about you guys? Doing well. Doing well. Looking forward to football. Wish this wasn't hanging over its head, especially when it comes and to if our... You want, and if, you, if you're calling to find out who the other <laughs> yeah. starting cornerback is for Iowa State, I don't have any idea yet. All right. But, so I'll have to change but, gears um, then. <laughs> Uh, Randy, oh, uh, how about Dave Wanstead? I mean, last year was Sir Yacht, right? And he was proven right in a lot yeah. of ways. I don't think very Dave, good guesser. He was. <laughs> he was a good guesser. I don't think Dave Wanstead checks any of those boxes. Have you seen his latest with uh, with yeah. uh, Oklahoma State and K State going to the Pac twelve, West Virginia the ACC, Iowa State and Kansas joined the Big Ten, Baylor, Texas Tech, and TCU. No one knows what's going to happen to those three schools. Look, I hope he's right. Um, I don't think there's much chance he will be. If he's a, he still works for Fox, right? Yeah, apparently, yes. <laughs> for now, right? Um, if in fact that's what's talked about, and if in, if in fact that's already been lined up and happening, then why would if why would a somebody from that works for a company who is heavily involved in all those schools or some most of those schools come out and say something like that publicly? Mm-hmm. I, I man, I, I I don't get it, but there's. You know, like like Ben said before, you know, before a little while ago, man. If you're gonna, this stuff is wonderful fodder for you know for talk radio like yep. yourselves, yep. great, and for for things like that. But be careful what you what you believe and what you hold on to. There, um, there's so much misinformation. There's not a whole lot of facts out there right now. What I'm sorry. It, there's just so much misinformation, and I think that's kind of the way that you're going. Is you hear something that. Works for you. You're a Cyclone fan. Yes, that makes sense. I want that. But you have to look at it from a different kind of prism. And, PD, I'm sure you've gotten emails from people and heard on social media and the like. Just Cyclone fans clinging to any kind of hope. What's next? What do you ultimately believe is going to be next for Iowa State and the remaining eight teams? Wow, that's that's mm-hmm. a great question. In light of the, um, you know, whatever's going on, grandstanding or... I don't care what you want to call it, window dressing that the three newest conference commissioners are doing. Um, what's going to be next for, for Iowa State in the Big 12? I don't know. I've talked to the, I talk to people um, outside Iowa State's walls. I talk to people in the – I was going to sound like Ken Mulkey there, in the know, <laughs> um, but um, um, including a couple of them today. And they've they're saying the same thing that they told me a couple of weeks ago, that Iowa State and the Big 12, they're guessing that is going to, that the Big 12 will do everything in its power to remain the Big 12, which would mean inviting mm-hmm. who BYU or Boise or Houston or Cincinnati or Tulane or or Memphis or some somebody like that. It, obviously, it's not going to make as much money as when you had Oklahoma and UT, and it's. That ain't happening, regardless of you invite. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing the Big 12 does its best to remain the Big 12, while also I've got to believe that the athletic directors at the remaining eight schools are also kind of looking out for their own for their own backsides in in all this as well. So, um, I, I, like I've told my Iowa State friends, the fan friends who who call, I had a beverage the other night with one of them in Ames after. After after availability with players, and he was wondering this, and I said, I said, dude, I said, I said, just hang loose. You're not, it's not going to make as much money anyway. Now that UT and OU are gone, but Iowa State still got a lot to offer, 
I mean, they've, they've got a lot to offer if you really look, get down into it. And I've, I've got online right now. They're number 68 in the nation in, in TV market, for example. They're a member of the academic AAU thing, That's a lot which of I don't money. know how important that is, but it seems to be important among college presidents because they're making the decision. They've got Matt Campbell for as long as he's there. They've got – it's a destination spot as far as fans are concerned. They fill the stadium. They've got shiny new facilities. Um, so – Iowa State's got got stuff to offer, so I'm not ready to close a book on the Big Twelve and or Iowa State quite yet, as far as that's concerned. Uh, with the with the news of the pending news that we'll know here in what ninety minutes, uh, if indeed it is a schedule alliance and, and the Big Ten goes back to you know they go back to an eight game schedule, four home, four away, then they've got to play one one team from the ACC, one team from the Pac twelve. That's ten games with only two games left, and with seemingly I'll use Gary Barta wanting to have seven and wanting to have seven home games might. This be the end of might this this game on September 11th might be the last time that Iowa comes to Jack Trice Stadium. Is that possible? I suppose it's possible, but man, we're going. If that happens, we're going to get the legislators involved again. Board of Regents are going to get involved, and I don't know what the Board of Regents does anyway. So um, I don't know how much they're they've got a, a role in this, but I, I'm not ready to close the book on Cyhawk quite yet. Um, but it certainly could. Sure, it it uh, it absolutely could. I mean, unless Iowa wants to wants to play um, the eight game schedule in the Big Ten, and then an ACC and a Pac twelve ACC Pac twelve opponent, yeah, and a Big Twelve opponent in Iowa State. I don't know. Right, that'd be three non three major non conference opponents. So that that would be tough. Yeah. Absolutely, would be tough. Um, so. I don't know, and I don't know how far the schedule's done out to actually either for a while. But it, um, the Seahawks schedules out there a ways. I'm pretty sure. I would guess. I think Brad, but, Trent uh, looked it up. Randy is 2025. But do you yeah. know off the top of your head? Uh, is there a clause in it? Mark Morehouse thought that there was, and put this on Twitter that he thinks that there's a clause if there's a change of conference at any time for either of these two schools at any time during the length of this existing contract that the contract becomes null and void. Do you do you know on the top uh, off the top of your head yeah, if that's I, in there? I, I I believe that yeah I believe that to be true, but that's what I'm saying. The Big Twelve would still be the Big Twelve, right? Well, it only the Big 10 would still be the Big Ten, right? So there's no change in conference. Just a different makeup, I guess you yeah. can look at it that right. way. Yeah, yeah. Because the alliance is all about power. It's about getting mm-hmm. forty votes. Right. It's about getting forty votes. And why would you need an alliance to do that? Because who who says the remaining eight Big Twelve teams, for example, wouldn't vote that same way anyway? Mm-hmm. We're going to vote that way anyway. Do you really need an alliance to do that? I think they're really taking on. It? I think they're taking on uh, the SEC and ESPN. Yes. Right. I, but they're not going to be able to because the. That's the money cow. The SEC is a money cow. They're not going to be able to take on the SEC from financially. They're not. Power-wise, maybe, sure. But who's to say those schools wouldn't have all voted that same way also? I, I, that's, I go back to, it was just like the legislators during the name, image, and likeness. There's a reason only six states voted. Six states' legislators or nine or less than ten voted for name, image, and likeness laws. They all knew it was, it was going to come on on July 1st, right. and they all knew that the schools were going to figure out what to do, yeah. but yet the legislators had the grandstand. Mm-hmm. And Jack Whitford was right in this instance. He, he said repeatedly, we're not going to do this yet. We're not going to go willy-nilly and do this. I think this is another grandstanding effort. 
Really? Not by them, but by by the three conferences, by the three new conference commissioners. Mm-hmm. New on the job and, and a lot of directions to go. Randy, I, I want to go this route with you because, of course, in a normal year where you don't return 21 starters, who's going to be starting here? That's such a big August conversation, and it just isn't with Iowa State football this year. Also, the conversation we just had, a piece of that. But you've been on both sides of this covering both Iowa and Iowa State. You remember the walls of Fort Kinnick we used to talk about, yeah. and no information would come out. And those walls, though they're still up, they're a little lower. You can peek over. They let you in. That's not the case anymore, Dames. Open practices, you don't get one. You don't get a kid's day like they have at Kinnick. How difficult is it to get that kind of information, and not just information that you can digest, but information then that you can pass along to your readers? What we can't do is give the eye test. Right. We can't, we can't get in to watch practice. And usually we've got in to watch one practice, the very first practice of the year. We've got to see them do their, their toe touches and their sit-ups, um, essentially. But, yeah, with, under, with Matt Campbell, we don't get to do that, and he hasn't had a spring game. Maybe he had one spring game. I don't know. And I think those spring game things are going by the past, by the wayside anyway, mm-hmm. in the future. But, yeah, so we can't, we can't give the eye test in that respect. Um, but we do. But the last two weeks, my gosh, we've got, yeah. we've got access to players and assistant coaches and coordinators and everybody we need in, that, in the football complex. The last the last couple of weeks, so yeah, it's it's a give and take. And if there's, we've all got people on the inside of the of the lock gates that that if there's something drastic going on that that uh, that I presume we'd know about it. But yeah, it, it's annoying sometimes because when you see the Texas reporters texting about they saw practice today or you know they had conversations with with Sarkeesian and and you know those and whatnot every day yeah that's that's kind of annoying but um it's the way matt campbell is has chosen and and it's you know we roll with it yes i wish they could get together right i will let you in to watch a practice but then doesn't make the players and the coaches available iowa state yeah. doesn't let you in but then like you say you've had phenomenal uh access the last couple of weeks yeah. right this is kind of a, a way out there thing uh, have you seen the um there's no tickets for either iowa or iowa state this year it's all electronically have you seen the electronic list of tickets that iowa state sent to their season ticket holders recently there's a picture of of there's six home games, and you know each of the tickets used to have a picture of a player on them, right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, now they've they've done that, but there's two players that Iowa State included in their six home games. Well, Brees Hall's on there, Brock Purdy's on there, Allen's on there, or Ryan Vance is on there. Um, but the last two, I think I could let you guess. I don't know until we get off the air, and I'm not sure you'd get either one of these two guys. Jirel Brock adorns one of the tickets. Hmm. And the other one, do you have any idea who this is, Randy, who the last ticket is? Last home game is it of the Rory year? Walling? <laughs> you know what? That would be a good one if it was. <laughs> yeah. It's Hunter That's Deckers. That's my East High guy. <laughs> right. I know he is. Hunter Deckers is his face mm. is on there. Oh, God. And I'm writing about him, th- I'm writing about him later this week. Well, cool. there, there's, a, there's another paragraph. He's, his picture's on the TCU <laughs> ticket. Which I just, I, I mean, no Mike Rose, that. no Greg Eisworth. Are they saying something? Well, I'm just wondering. No Will McDonald, I, uh, no Abazarike, none of the offensive line seniors, uh, no Xavier Hutchinson, Hunter Deckers. I found that odd in some respects. Is, is he the you chosen have one? You have too much time on your hands. You have too much time on your hands. <laughs> is, he, is he the anointed backup? Is that what you're hearing, that he will be the guy if oh, indeed yeah. something happens? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and my, my, the gist of my column is out, I don't know, Thursday or Friday, whenever it is. Um, and the dude's, the dude's not pudgy anymore. He's not pudgy. Is that, that's good. He's slim. 
he's slimmed down. I mean, he's a big dude anyway, but right. uh, yeah. He's, he looks totally different because last year he was a pudge. and He, he looked like the hefty lefty from Kentucky, Lorenzen, remember exactly, him? Exactly, right. instead of the hefty lefty from Haywarden. Right. Yes, yeah, exactly. He lost 25. He was 250 last year. Jeez. He got up to 250. Hmm. Dude, and he played at 225 in high school. Is that right? Sometimes between, between someplace between Haywarden and Ames, he found <laughs> 25 pounds. Sounds like my freshman year of college, too. <laughs> nice. What do they call that? The freshman 15 or yeah. something? He doubled it up. He doubled it up. <laughs> he hey, doubled it up. So but he looks good now. We're a week and a half away from football. You'll, you'll be in Jack Trice Stadium. You'll be watching real live football and not having to talk about all these other ridiculous things. Preseason number <laughs> seven team in the country. They take on you and I, who's given them fights. Even mm-hmm. good Iowa State teams, mm-hmm. they've given them fights. Have you started to dig in on the Panthers at all? Any homework that you've been doing on you and I? I've not done any homework on Northern Iowa, so I, I'm kind of lost in that in the in that respect. I'm going into the game. I've done a lot of homework on Iowa State, mm-hmm. and I, I would, from everything I can discern, Iowa State's going to going to have a a team ready to put on the field in September for a change, because mm-hmm. um, their September's have been horrendous under Campbell. I mean, everybody knows that, and I get it. Last year, last year you get a pass for that, but. Um, yeah, I, I think that Iowa State is 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 going to come out of the gates firing. They're going to come out. Of, uh, certainly, they've got to against Iowa because uh, Hawks open against Indiana, a yeah. Big Ten game against yeah. Indiana. So, yeah, uh, Iowa State's going to be very ready to go in in game number one. And I'm not saying Iowa State. You know, that's not taking anything away from Northern Iowa. What 2019 um, and in, in previous years. Mm-hmm. But I also here's a, here's something I wonder. Northern Iowa's last game was what April? Last Late April. Late April. Yeah, I think it was canceled, but yeah, they're, they're the last one they played. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. So, and we all know how much recovery time we hear that mm-hmm. the teams need to play a normal season. I mean, recovery. You've got surgeries to take to get and get over. I just wonder what's Northern Iowa got got in a tank in that respect. So. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is it's taking nothing away from Northern Iowa. I'm saying that, that Iowa State will be 100% more prepared to play this season opener than they have recent season openers. Hmm. What's it going to be like in Vegas on uh, September the 18th? I mean, you can't get a plane ticket out of here. I guess you could, but you're going to have to pay you know in over $1,000 for a return flight. Yeah. Rooms are absolutely crazy. Um it's going to be look. It's going to be bowl like. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I agree. It, yes, it's going to be bowl like. There will be certainly there'll be more Iowa State fans in Vegas, and you you guys have been there a lot more than I have. But there's going to be more Iowa State fans in Vegas than will go to the game unless um, Allegiant unless the state Allegiant Stadium opens up to. 60,000, right. which they shouldn't have done, but, yeah. but then I don't think they're going to. Um, yeah, there's, there's, it's going to be, it, yeah, it's going to be bull-like, but, but I don't, I don't think Iowa, and you know, I've heard Iowa State fans that they're going to overwhelm um, the strip. I don't it's hard to do. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's impossible. I mean, I've heard that but plenty of times in Vegas. they overwhelm some yeah. bars. I mean, I right. think that the Iowa State fans are staying at Mandalay, for example. They may over, oh my God. overrun one of the bars. There's, There's an Irish whatever, bar. It's one of my. It's probably my favorite stop. It's called Re-Raw. Uh, it's in the shops at Mandalay Bay. It's going to be a madhouse. Where are you staying, Randy? I'm staying at um, um, 
It's a double tree, I think, the Tropicana. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, it's right across the street. It's right across the street from Mandalay Bay. So you're going to be in the oh, neighborhood great. too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Um, yeah, isn't that where um, Ricky Ricardo played or something like that a million years? Yeah, ago? it rings a bell. I mean, they've they've redone it recently. You oh, won't darn. recognize the place. Yeah, I'm staying oh, at the darn. other end of the strip, uh, which is kind of far away. Well, we'll have. To, when are you going out there? Are you leaving Thursday, or do you get a good? I'm leaving Thursday morning. I'm leaving Thursday morning. Um, from Des Moines. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm American, I think. I don't know. I think I think American Airlines. And do you get home but, on Sunday uh, or no? Yeah, I do. Nice. I, actually, yeah. Um, it's, what, 7 in the morning. So leave, leave, leave Vegas at 7 in the morning. They keep changing that flight, but Heinz and I got our flights in, like, April also. So, um, but yeah, as of now, we, that plane leaves on Sunday morning at seven o'clock. Well, I think yeah, uh, that's good. I think there's going to be some radio opportunities out there for me, so I'll, I'll maybe we can track you down and get you to stop by wherever we're broadcasting from. That's yeah, to be yeah, determined. Yeah, let me know. That'd be uh, what cool. are you? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You can count on. What are you? Are you and Heinz doing tonight at six o'clock? Um, we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to make our picks. Are you? Ooh, Go through the on year. the record. We're going to make like our, big, our Big Twelve picks. We're going to pick Iowa State in each game. Gotcha. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. So, um, and I'm sure we'll get into some of the alliance stuff. But uh, hard to ignore, yeah. isn't it? No, yeah, I know. And then starting what the week from Tuesday, we're going to start with our previews, talking to somebody from each, you know, whether it's a reporter or somebody from each school that Iowa State plays. So, um, yeah, you having so, fun doing that? I mean, the radio part. Yeah, of it? yeah, I am. Good. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing it. This, we we alternate. I mean, we tape sometimes. We do it in the studio live sometimes. Um, yeah, it's 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 fun. It's different. Um, I just have to. I, my daughters tell me I talk too fast, <laughs> so I have to be careful of that. I don't swear on the on the. Gotta be careful radio. of that. Yeah, I gotta be careful of that. Joel has told me that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's all good. Indeed, it is, Randy. Thanks for doing this for us. We appreciate it. Let's do it more often. Is that okay? My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you, pal. Good to sure. talk to you, Randy Thanks. Peterson. Right. Take care. Right, bye-bye. Yep. Randy Peterson, Des Moines Register. Uh, him and Travis Hines tonight, Cyclone Insider at 6 o'clock. They were WNL in the schedule uh, coming up tonight at 6, some Alliance conversation as well. Well, Mr. Monday Night, did you you hit? I did. Oh, did you back into C. that one? C.J. Beathard. You, so you were laying four. They had to score 18 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And... and, and uh, and blank the Saints, and hey, they managed. When I'm adding up my bankroll, and it I added, doesn't matter how they get there, right? Added a little bit on the golf yesterday, and added that. That's a good Monday. Mm-hmm. We got some plays on Tuesday on the baseball well. Stay side. tuned because that's coming up next. Miller and Condon are on fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred KXNO. Yes, indeed. Football season is back. The NFL is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't miss offer for week. One bet a dollar on any NFL game in week one, don't have to win and receive $200 in free bets instantly. No matter what, take advantage of this limited dime offer right now. You heard Ken Wright, DraftKings giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly 
when you place a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all the great promotions and the daily odds boosts that they have. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code KXNO to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on a Week 1 game. That's promo code KXNO to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time only, a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Sponsored by AbbVie. Wolf Roofing has learned a few things over the years. We understand that no one wants their home improvement project to drag on. So at Wolf Roofing, we plan for your project well before we set foot on site. As a result, most projects are done in one day. We also know quality is important in the big things like a proper installation and in the details like cleaning up well and using magnets to find stray nails. Find us on the web at wolfroofing.net or give us a call 225-8866. Trent Condon here to tell you about Rent Estate, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Rent Estate is foolproof, recession proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate, Renters Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long game, paradigm shift and choose Rent Estate with Renner's Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness. Bet's bets off. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. A good choice, Frank Condon. A lot of drums in the uh, bump into that song. That is the Rolling Stones and some sad news. The uh, drummer, Charlie Watts, uh, who just last month said he's going to take some time off touring with the band, uh, passed away. Um, age of, what did it say, was he 80? Well, he's old. Uh, what a life. Can you imagine? No, I cannot. Being a Rolling Stone. No. And traveling and, Jesus, it's unbelievable. And never ending. What was uh, when they played up at Jack Trice in the early to mid 90s? I don't th- I think I was in Denver because I would for sure would have right. gone. And that was dubbed. I mean, this is it. Right. That, there's. Yeah. There is no. Re- this is the final mm-hmm. reunion tour. And. You know, that was not the case as they kept playing. Yeah, kept I think playing. they they they're going to be in Minneapolis coming up here. At least that was the um their their announced tour. I don't know if the, this um variant is is knocked it off course or not. I saw them at Soldier Field two summers ago. Was it two summers ago? Yeah, it must have been. It was, Last yeah. year was 2020. Mm-hmm. Um and that was their first when cuz Mick Jagger had something. It was his comeback and that was their first concert. Um, I'm so glad I saw them in my lifetime. 1994 is when I they was in last Denver. played a Jack no. Trice. And 
Blind Melon opened for them. One of my Did favorite they really? bands. Yeah, that's a pretty good gig. Yeah, pretty good. And uh, how many people were there? Had to be a lot. Yeah, I don't see like an announced attendance or anything. I'm just looking. They got the playlist here that I found. Really, uh, the set list there. Tumbling dice on there. Oh, I'm going they to. They'll play that every every one of their stops. It was the second one that was they played. It? Nice. Yes. Uh, thank you, Joe Day. 1994 Stones and Names. Yeah, Charlie Watts passed away. My favorite band. Brown Sugar, and then the Encore, Jumpin' Jack Flash. I mean, look at the list of hits, it's, right? It's, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's amazing. Yes. They have stood the test of time. All right, Trent Condon, it's time for your test. You passed it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the gambling gods were shining upon you in the fourth quarter, and you needed every single one of those points. You got 18 and didn't give up any. So what are you doing today? We are playing baseball. We're going to play three different ways. We're going to start with two dogs that I both like. One, not a huge dog by any means, but they're getting plus 110. It's the Pirates at home for the D-backs. Brew Baker, who's been pretty good for the Pirates, uh-huh. as he takes on Bum Gardner, get about plus one ten, one fifteen, depending on where you're shopping. Guessing there. plenty of good seats available for Diamondbacks Pirates. It's not going to be a packed house by any means. ESPN probably not there for this one tonight. Not going to get the eighteen. That is for sure. But it's all about making money. We'll mm-hmm. do that with the Pirates okay. here this evening. This one, a little bigger favorite, quite big favorite. The Are you going against them? No, no. You, oh, gotcha. We, we, Tigers. Oh, the Cardinals. Cardinals. I understand how good Flaherty is. Yeah. This Tigers team. They're pesky, Trent. They're a pain. Yep. And you're getting better than two to one odds. I'm going to grab the Tigers. Yeah, Flaherty's been unbelievable. Uh, the Cardinals really, really need was but the, but the Tigers are playing spoiler. Look, they did had a good series this weekend. Took two or three from the uh, Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Blue Jays, Barrios goes tonight. Yes, he does. Uh, I saw Cease that. Barrios is a pretty good pitching matchup. That's probably where I'll spend my night. And uh, finishing up with the two-team parlay together, two big favorites. Put them together. The Brewers, Burns on the mound mm-hmm. against the Reds. Uh, that well, that's is a good series. Minus 210. And then going with the Astros. Bouncing back after the Royals got them last night. Yeah. It does not become two in a row. Take Garcia and the Astros. Put those two together. Plus 105 with the Astros. Well, if the, the Reds Brewers. have a hope of winning the division, I think this might be the last time they see the Brewers. Uh-huh. I think. So you got to do it now. You have to do it now, right? Because yeah. the, the, head, the heads are coming to an end. Let me... Let me bring up this on my trusty computer to see if I'm, uh, this will do it. The final time. They've got a three-game set, uh, and they don't see each other till the end of the season. One more on the Stones. Doug said they also played in Ames in 1989. So a couple of trips there. Mm. Good for them. Within five years, they were hanging out in Ames, Iowa. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Well, Charlie Watts uh, passed away. What a remarkable life. Uh, see what that does as far as... Um, because they'd replaced him on the upcoming tour when he said he wasn't going to you know, go on the road with the band. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of the band, Murph and Andy will be back together. Not that they weren't. Um, that was a terrible segue. But they'll be here in an hour and five minutes. And then the Fanatics, Chris Williams and Ross Peterson, they take you from three until six. Travis Hines, Randy Peterson, Cyclone Insider tonight from six until seven. As the Des Moines Register guys are going to go over the schedule and get the latest on the alliance. By the way, the Big Ten Network is carrying it. If you want to watch it, the three commissioner press conference at 1 o'clock. Big Ten Network has live coverage of it. We are Miller and Condon. We're here Monday through Friday from 10 until noon. Thanks for being here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3.